We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, the preseason coming to an end tonight at the Garden with a less than stellar performance from the Knicks. And a good performance from the Wizards. Not a lot expected from the Wizards this year, but because of their scoring ability, they'll give some people problems. All right. Guess we're not going to have to wait till the regular season for one of these post games. Um, as I realize, I didn't. Uh, I realize I didn't turn either of my lights on. Uh, I'm in about as good a form as the Knicks were tonight. Uh, the Knicks do not successfully end their preseason. <laughs> Andrew, we're both we're both off. Uh, they lose their final preseason tune-up. I mean, if this was a tune-up, I think you're probably um, taking your mechanics to court. 131 to 106 to a Washington Wizards team that is uh, pegged to be the worst team in the league, and they were missing um, theoretically their their second best player tonight. So there will be there will be reactions to this game. Um, I think on one end there will be people who will want to write it off as nothing to see here. Um, the team didn't come out with any level of intensity that they will surely have in the regular season. And nothing that we see, um, nothing that we saw tonight should be, should be even like given a second thought. They'll be fine once the game start. <laughs> there will be other people who will absolutely lose their shit. Uh, the sky will be falling. The season will be over. Um, fire everybody, trade everybody, so on and so forth uh, before they've, they've played a real game. Uh, and, and all, all different gradients in between. Um, Believe me, there is a part of me that wants to go go a little lose my shit, um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to resist the temptation. I am skewing closer on the side of let's chalk this one up to uh, what it was, which was a team that I think thinks they're pretty good. Hopefully they're right about that coming out. And again, whether they were given 80 percent, 85 percent, 90 percent, not giving 100 percent. And in a league that I've been preaching this, I feel like for months now, where there is more parity right now than ever, um, that that is you're not going to win any basketball games uh, if, if you do that. Uh, you know, <sighs> I, I'm 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 okay writing it off. 
I'll just say that out front. Okay, writing this one off. However, the New York Knicks just gave up. The New York Knicks, who are a team that fancies themselves a contender to win um, playoff games and indeed playoff rounds this season, uh, just gave up 131 points to this this Wizards team. Again, missing Kyle Kuzma. Yes, Mike Muscala does what Mike Muscala always does against us and hits every three. Uh, Jordan Poole went nuclear uh, in part because the Knicks didn't really put a body on him for for much of this game, but I digress. Uh, So that contributed to it, but 131 points to a team that is supposed to be the worst team in the league on your home floor in what, you know, your coach kind of intimated before the game was a dress rehearsal for the regular season. It's not what you want. And it's not what you want in particular because this this is a team that finished 19th in defense last year. This is a team that has not looked particularly good or cohesive in any way on defense throughout the preseason, whatever you want to make of a preseason that has not really featured, you know, their main lineups for, for very long stretches of time. But even so, you know, it, there is, even as things were rolling last year, um, you know, even as honestly, as they were throttling Cleveland in the playoffs, this team developed an identity for toughness, for physicality, for aggressiveness, for relentlessness. I'm not sure this team last year ever developed a defensive identity or what I would consider a defensive identity. Um, then again, what is a defensive identity in the NBA in the, the year of our Lord 2023? I, I don't really know with offenses being what they are, but you kind of know it when you see it. Um, the Knicks don't have one right now. And I, that's, I, I don't think that's a, Switch you could flip on and off. And again, we keep talking about the same kind of stuff. They have three guys that are going to be on the floor for a lot of minutes. Um, in Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and RJ Barrett, and to varying degrees and for varying reasons, defense is not the strength of any of those players. And they've tried to surround those players and insulate those players with stronger defenders. Um, but I, I, I just you know, I don't know how much you could do that. And if you're asking me, are you worried about the defense this year? Uh, the answer is absolutely yes. I, I've said, uh, I think on the pod already, if not, it's, I'll, I will say it in an episode that we already recorded and is coming out this Monday. I think if they finish in the top half of the league in defense, I I, I think that would be fantastic. I'd, I'd be very happy with that. And that feeling only uh, got stronger seeing what we saw tonight. Um, Again, I may look silly. Maybe they come out and they they do the thing that I just said that I didn't think they could do and flip a switch come the regular season and, you know, revert back to being a top 10 defense, which they were for the top, first two years of the Thibodeau era. I I have my doubts. Um, so that is concerning. Of all the things that we saw tonight, that's the one thing that I would deem as concerning. Um, and part of the reason why I think they were poor defensively tonight. And if there, there is one person who had a great night, uh, not a good night tonight, not a great night tonight, spectacular night tonight. And that is Emmanuel Quickly's agent. Um, I'm obviously not the first person to, to give this particular stat, but for anybody who needs a reminder, last season, when Emmanuel Quickly was not on the floor for the Knicks, uh, they had a defense that would have ranked dead last in the league. When Emmanuel Quickly was on the floor for the Knicks, they had a defense that would have ranked first in the league. Those are real numbers. Now, do I think his defensive impact is that pronounced? 
No, I don't. Uh, it was aided by the fact that he often was playing with bench units and uh, the starters for this team were not, you know, particularly good defensive players or defensive collective unit. Uh, so that helped that on off for sure. Um, the fact remains, he's vitally important for this team in a number of ways, primarily on the defensive end, but also offensively. And, you know, we got very spoiled last year because Jalen Brunson didn't have many off nights. But on a night when Jalen Brunson either isn't there or doesn't have it, which, again, didn't happen that often, but it happens sometimes. Um, you, you never got you never felt like, oh, they can't win the game because Emmanuel quickly played 81 games last year. And you felt like, OK, if Brunson doesn't have it tonight, if Brunson's not there tonight, quick has it. Well, quick couldn't have it tonight because quick wasn't in because he's nicked up and how hurt he is, whether he's hurt at all. Um, you know, we'll see about that again. I know Thibodeau said before the game, it has nothing to do with the fact that the contract extension still hasn't been agreed to, but this team really, I mean, again, I'll say it, they really do need quick. Um, he is the glue that holds everything together in pretty much every lineup he's in. He is a fail safe at the, at the point guard position. He, you know, how many nights were there last year? where someone was off, wasn't jiving, quick comes in the game, and all of a sudden, okay, let's get back on track. Here we go. You know, he has that ability. And it's unique. There's not really a whole lot of players in the league quite like him at that position, but he does it very well. And, you know, I don't think it's a complete coincidence that they look like kind of a mess tonight and, uh, and, and quickly was not in. So I think I think his agent had a, had a nice night tonight. So um, and I mentioned Brunson. Brunson was the guy. I mean, Brunson, his final stat line was pretty abysmal. He was three for 12, uh, finished with like seven points, I think. Uh, 12 points, excuse me. Three for 12, one of five from deep, 12 points, uh, six rebounds, uh, five assists. He, but it was just very out of sorts. Uh, again, only played 25 minutes, got pulled middleway through the third quarter, didn't come back in the game. There was a play shortly before he came out where he had a, an open runway uh, to the basket and penetrated and had the opportunity to pull up for like an eight, a wide open eight footer that he sinks with his eyes closed. And he instead tried to like thread a needle to Hardenstein through two guys. I've, I I mean, watching eight, however many games we watched with Jalen Brunson last year, 68 games with Jalen Brunson last year, never saw him make a play like that. So something was awful Brunson tonight. Um, and you see how vital he important he is to New York's offense. Because when he's off, it just doesn't flow the same. Julius Randle could be having a good game. RJ Barrett could be having a good game. He didn't start out having a good game, but he got going eventually. Um, it's there, it's when when Brunson's not there or not going strong, everything changes. Um, you know, I know we we've thought, you know, there's always conversation about who's actually the Knicks most important player. Is it is it secretly Mitchell Robinson? Is it actually, you know, Quentin Grimes? Is it, you know, whoever you want to say? It it's Jalen Brunson, and then there was a massive gap, and then there's everyone else. Although, again, I'll go back to what I said about quickly. Quickly being there is kind of a fail safe for if Brunson isn't there or is not having a good game, but quickly doesn't do what Brunson does, and um, you saw the impact of that tonight. Um yeah, I mean, I, I really know what else to say about this game uh, that I haven't already said. It was bad. I mean, it's just it's bad. This team, 
Um, I'll be very curious. I wish I could be a fly on the wall for their meeting or practice or whatever they're going to have tomorrow. Um, with Tom Thibodeau, I, I would imagine. I mean, we saw some video towards the end of the game of Julius Randle laughing with Emmanuel quickly at the end of the bench. So, uh, you know, obviously the, the players are not taking this one very seriously. And and you know what? Probably for the best. If the Knicks were like losing sleep tonight because of this, I would be a little bit worried. I do wonder if uh, Tom Thibodeau is going to take this um, and what the next week is going to look like. And uh, yeah, because like, look, uh, Again, not to beat a dead horse. This was supposed to be the worst team in the league. And their schedule to start out over the first 10 games, especially, is they, they, they're they not playing the worst team in the league or the second worst or the third worst. They're playing a lot of the very best teams in the league. So uh, what they put out there, obviously, tonight is, is not going to cut it. Can they pull it together? I'm sure they can. Um, you know, I guess a couple other things that people have have kind of discussed a little bit and and you could see the areas of concern actualizing um tonight for one Quentin Grimes one night after he hit uh seven of thirteen from three um finished this game with four shots all four from three made one played 17 minutes obviously he was in foul trouble which is by the way that's another issue uh, Quentin Grimes is going to be guarding the best opposing perimeter player every night. Quentin Grimes needs to stay out of foul trouble because it, with all due respect to Dante DiVincenzo, he does not do what Quentin Grimes does, um, especially not on the defensive end. He's a good defender. He's an opportunistic defender. He is not a Grimes-level defender. Grimes is vitally important for this team. Not as much as Brunson or quickly, but he is vitally important to this team. And um, they need him to be able to defend the good perimeter players. He cannot get into foul trouble like that. That's something he's going to have to monitor. That's on the downside. Something which is not his fault is how he could play for extended stretches and not see the ball. Uh, Benji Ritholtz clipped something for the Knicks Film School Twitter account uh, tonight showing that there was a possession where Julius Randle had the ball and clearly should have passed to Grimes and he didn't do it. There was another, And right after that play, there was another play where um, you could argue the same same thing. Should have been a pass to Grimes. Didn't get the pass. Um, Grimes, like there should never be a game this season where where Grimes sees four shots. Even if you play 17 minutes, should not be a game where Grimes sees four shots. Um, he needs to be someone that they look for. You know, I know there's been a lot of conversation the last few days, like, oh, the Knicks, you know, they're, they're burying, you know, Grimes. He could be so much more. Grimes is great. And I said this after the game. Grimes is great at being what he is, but he does need more shots. He needs more opportunities to do damage in the way that he's very comfortable at doing damage right now. And he's good at doing damage that way. But he needs to get into a rhythm. Um, you know, and again, part of that's on the team, part of that's on him to stay on the court. So that's something. Um had some nice moments from Randall, obviously. Very, very fun dunk in the first half. Um, I think he hit four threes tonight. Uh you know, but then there's also like, you know, there's the yin and the yang of Julius Randall. Brunson didn't have it. Uh, Randall kind of commandeered a little bit more of the offense and we know how that goes sometimes. Uh, so again, goes back to the first point. <laughs> Team needs Brunson. Uh, so we had that. You know, and then even it was mostly the defense, but even on offense, like, you know, just like kind of a little lack of polish, a little lack of poise. Guys missing shots they normally make around the basket. Everyone was guilty of it. It was just I thought this team 
looked a lot better and more cohesive and crisp in the first five or six minutes, whatever they played against Boston C squad a week and a half ago than they did tonight um, against Washington. And, you know, maybe that, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's, it's not the order you want to go. You want to go into the regular games on a, on a higher note. You don't want to be going backwards. So that's what I'm going to say. Um, again, try to keep it measured. Um, not go crazy. This team last year earned our trust that they will be fine when the games count. Uh, doesn't mean they don't have things to work on. Doesn't mean there aren't areas of concern, very legitimate areas of concern. And it doesn't mean we can't draw conclusions, some conclusions, um, or at least consider evidence from the preseason. All that being said, they earned our trust, or they should have earned our trust. So, not go crazy. Uh, show up on Wednesday night against Boston and play how you know how to play. And then we'll, we'll forget uh, this little mishap ever happened. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, I'm curious what people are going to want to talk about tonight. So on that note, we got uh, Andrew J. Claudio, GMAC on the ones and twos. And off we go. We start off with Danny Gardner. I know we could score, but God, do I hate pools game, man. I don't know what the odds are right now on. I saw actually some odds were released earlier today for who was going to lead the league in scoring. I didn't see pools name. I obviously I, I mean, he's probably, I would probably have to bet the field to get pool. Right. I don't think he actually has a betting line. Uh, Man, I don't know. I'm old enough to remember. Didn't Jerry Stackhouse lead the league in scoring one year for like a not very good Pistons team? Andrew, maybe you could fact that fact check that for me. Maybe he didn't lead the league in scoring, but he was like second or something. Um, I that dude's gonna that dude's gonna get points this year, and uh, I, I think he has a role in the NBA. He really does. He's. I mean, when you could score like that and you could shoot like that. I mean, that the, the way the league is right now, where you don't need to be able to defend, might mean you're a sixth man for a good team, which he was on a team that won the championship. I know he wasn't very good in those playoffs, but um, 
you know, you could still you could still play roles. Reason why an organization that's thought of as a very good organization um, decided to pay him thirty million dollars a year. He's a good player, um, but I understand you may not like his game. Thanks, Danny. So Jerry Stackhouse, yes, he led the league in points scored in two thousand two thousand one. They and what did he finish in in scoring per game? Was he at least top yes. five? No, second. You're right. He was second. Okay, there you go. There you go. For a really and bad Pistons team, you're right. They, that Pistons team won 30, 32 games, something like that? Now you're making me go to different pages. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm making you work. Unbelievable. I was already doing research, too. I know. I don't know if it was that offseason or the following offseason, but Sackhouse looked good enough as a Piston to get Michael Jordan to trade for him. 32 and 50. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the middle of researching the next head coach I want, too. I've narrowed it down to Atkinson or Van Gundy coming back because I want I want this whole coaching staff just gone after this performance. I, listen, I want today, nothing to do with this anymore. That was that was embarrassing. We should fire and trade everybody. By the way, even the even the players who aren't trade eligible until December fifteenth, find a loophole. Find a loophole. Brock, that's why we hired Brock Allen, right? Exactly. Jalen Brunson, all the, all the all the hype around him. Give me Halliburton any day of the week. Goodness. Halliburton's pretty good. <laughs> Andrew P. I can't watch this Randall guy for another 82 games. All right, we're off and running. <laughs> Hell yeah, Andrew P. That's what Is I'm talking you? Is about. That your <laughs> no, you're going to give away the secret. Like, magician doesn't always reveal uh, okay. his tricks, right? Andrew P., my, my brother in name. Hell yeah. Fire everybody, trade everybody in the preseason. That's what we do. Thanks, Andrew. Busy. Famous last words. I know it's preseason, but, 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 I know it's preseason, but their defense was concerning. It is. I, I completely agree. Um, a lot of bad passes, too. I did like RJ and Julius's performance. Yeah, look, R- RJ had some really nice moments. I thought uh, Julius obviously hit some nice shots. I don't know if Julius, if I'd say Julius played well. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, I mean, look, yeah, that, that's Julius. Only Julius Randle can inspire, um, can make two all NBA teams and still inspire a, a comment like the, the one that we had just before you busy. He is, he is one of one. Um, yeah, but again, like never, over, never overreact preseason. You know, I get famous last words. I only preseason, but, but it's not just preseason. This is a bad defensive team last year. Um, so you're not, you're not, I'm not, I don't think anybody who's concerned about the defense heading into the regular season. I don't think you are basing that on the preseason. You're, you're basing that on a much larger body of evidence. Um, and this team, and if you're, I mean, really, we, uh, this is not a conversation I want to have right now, but if you look at the, at the direction that they have been going as a franchise, since this regime took over, it's pretty clear which direction they were trending. They've been trending. First year, fourth in defense, 23rd in offense. Um, second year, maybe they were just as bad in offense, but they certainly tried to be better in offense when they went out and signed Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. 10th in defense, and then last year, obviously, third in offense and 19th in defense. So, um, you know, these are the compromises that you have to make when you don't have superstar talent. Um, these are the compromises you have to make when you build your team around Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, two guys who are not not known for their defense. So I, I just, 
you know, but again, that's also why the job that they've done building the roster does deserve a lot of credit um, because to go out and draft in Emmanuel quickly and draft a Quentin Grimes and draft a Deuce McBride and hold on to and protect a Mitchell Robinson like he is prime Wilt Chamberlain, you know, or Bill Russell, I guess would be the better analogy here. Um, to do all those things shows that you know you need to fill in the gaps, right? You need to, you need to you you cannot obviously survive on offense an offense first team where you and you don't have a, a anything close to a transcendent offensive player. So like they've done what they had to do. Um but it is you know for 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 as much as we talk about them being a sturdy team, a steady team, a consistent team, a competent team, all the words I used when I talked to Alan Han the other night, there is a there is still a like a a part a he, a thing here where this can go bad, right? And I and I I want to be very clear. I say that about the Knicks, like I would say that about twenty something other NBA teams, because I, in my mind there are th- I probably four teams that are basically like they're good no matter what, like you know, as with moderate moderately good health, they're going to be safe bets for home court advantage. And it's, it's, it's Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, and Phoenix. And some of those teams has, have health issues. Um, every other team, quite literally, maybe the cat, maybe you throw the Cavs in there too, but quite literally every other team name another team and tell me, Oh, there, there's no way that they would fall to the play in every other team in the league. You could tell me they're, they're they have potential to fall to the play in. And the Knicks are one of those teams. And it, it just goes to show they need to defend well enough because there will be nights where their offense, you know, Brunson's off or Randall's off or Quickly's out or whatever it is. All right. Thanks, Busy. All right. Alex, what's going on, Alex? I don't want to overreact, but this team will be lucky to win 37 games. Hashtag fire tips. Hashtag free Obi. Hashtag Roby Hive. Poor, poor Isaiah Roby. Um, you know, I remember at the end of the last season, there was a lot of talk about uh, him maybe, you know, being the backup four. Well, that didn't happen. Um, it's interesting. This is now his third franchise that has said thanks, but no thanks. Still a young player. He's been around three years. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Is there a career there for that guy? We'll, we'll see. All right. Thanks, Alex. I know. I think we got a couple more. Uh, another one from Alex. IQ and his agent must be looking their chops. You could say that again. And then one more from Alex. John, lack of size worries me. Not just rebounding, but getting into passing lanes or pushing guys off their spots and rim protection. Um, I call me crazy. I'm not too worried about the rebounding. I, I can't be. I can't be that worried about rebounding when this team again has made it a point in their roster design to get bigs that can rebound well. Mitchell Robinson is a good rebounder. Good. Let's talk about defensive rebounding to be clear. 
we know they're a great offensive rebounding team. Mitchell Robinson, good defensive rebounder. Julius Randle, good offense, good defensive rebounder. Sometimes doesn't box out, but overall, good defensive rebounder. Um, Josh Hart, good to great defensive rebounder for his position. Quickly, good defensive, re- good to great defensive rebounder for his position. DiVincenzo, good. Um, Brunson, even good. Like they've they've thought that part through. I'm not worried about that. The thing that concerns me on defense for them is not getting pushed off their spots. Like they, for a team that plays the style of defense that they do, the number of guys that they have who close out as poorly and as consistently as they do, as consistently poorly as they do, is staggering because that's, you know, I mean, not breaking any news here. That's what, that's what starts the merry-go-round. And, you know, it's, it's, that doesn't usually end well. So like they just have to bear that, but that's what I mean when I'm like, it's preseason, like guys bearing down and like, you know, you know, staying sturdy on a closeout is fucking hard. And it's why there are people who will continue to be like, Deuce McBride should get rotation minutes on this team because he is one of the few people that is consistently knows how to close out on a shooter. Um, and it's not just him. Grimes is usually pretty good at it too, but Grimes could, as we saw, could get into foul trouble. Um, Josh Hart's pretty good at it, obviously. You know, other than that... A lot of flybys tonight. Emmanuel quickly. I should. How did I forget quickly? But that's another one of those things. It's a, like how many times will a defensive possession be rescued because quickly will stay sturdy on a closeout? You know, after after giving nail help or or whatever, being whatever other position he's supposed to be. And it's like those little things that that don't come near a box score, um, but that quickly does that just rescue possessions. Um, you know, and then they have other guys that are not good at that. That's that's what worries me. That's that's the biggest thing. Again, given the style of defense that they play. Thanks, Alex. All right. Ah, here we go. Robert Cross. Is it fair and reasonable to say that Tibbs will start the season with a 10-man rotation? If so, is McBride a part of it? Hashtag 53 wins. I mean, I'm gonna go down on the ship, go down with the ship, go down with the ship. Well, I guess I'll go down on the ship and with the ship, because if I am with the ship. I am on the ship, although I could be in the ship. I suppose for that matter, I could be under the ship. Whatever. I'm getting wet. Um, no, I don't think so. I've been saying it all summer. Um, I think he starts the season with with 10 guys. And, and the reason I think he starts the season with 10 guys is I think despite what we saw tonight, which was a period of time where no starter was on the floor. Even when he did have a 10-man rotation at times over the last few years, he is like the starter on the floor at all times. Usually it's been RJ um, when the other guys sit. And he didn't do that tonight. Obviously, RJ went to the bench with Randall at, I don't know what it was, three minutes left in the first quarter. Um, 
And so if, you know, and obviously I think quickly he's going to come in. I don't know if he's going to come in for Brunson or if he's going to come in and play with Brunson a bit before Brunson sits down, whatever it is. But like Emmanuel quickly is the backup point guard on this team. So if Deuce McBride is part of a 10 man rotation, so then you're basically telling me that there, there will be stretches of game where Deuce either plays with Brunson. I don't say that happened or Deuce plays with IQ. And if it's Deuce with IQ, then the odds are that you got DiVincenzo and either Hart or RJ out there. Um, man. I mean, <laughs> now that I say it out loud, I don't think that lineup is crazy. I just don't think they're going to do it. I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to stick with nine men. I'm not saying Deuce isn't going to play. Um, I got a prediction coming up on a. Uh, crossover with Locked On Knicks that drops on Monday that I, I kind of wish I could have back because uh, I recorded it before the last two preseason games. And I think Deuce has looked good. Um, I think Deuce will be the 10th guy, but I don't think he's going to open the season in the rotation. It's my gut feeling. Thanks, Robert. Another one from Robert. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. Biggest question mark for you as we head into opening night against Boston. Hashtag 53 wins. The biggest question mark for me about this team this season? That's a great question. I mean, the obvious answer, the first thing that comes to my mind is, can this team defend well enough? Um, not worried about the minutes crunch. Not worried about three-point shooting. I think they'll shoot it well enough for what they do. Not worried about Brunson. Brunson's going to be fine. Randall's going to be fine. I think RJ looks, you know, he started off not great tonight, but I think he's going to be fine. Um, not worried really about health. Um, yeah, I'm worried about I'm worried about the defense. I'm worried about the defense because I think the offense. I don't think they're going to finish third in offense again. I think the offense is going to regress. You know. And not regress. I just think they're going to. No, I I could see them finishing with the same offensive rating or a similar offensive rating. And because the league just keeps getting better and better and better at offense specifically, I could see them ranking eighth or ninth or 10th in, in offense. And if you're the 10th best offense and you're the 21st best defense, right? If you slip a little bit more from last year, or even if you're the 18th or 17th best defense, well, then all of a sudden, you know, you might have uh, the 13th or 14th or 15th best net rating in the league. And if you have 13th or 14th best rating in the re- net rating in the league, guess what? You're probably a playing team. So that's that, that's what I'm worried about. You know, again, this team this team is not a surefire anything. Um, they need to play good and well and hard and all of those things. So the biggest worry would be my, the defense and specifically can the can the starting unit or the the com- component parts the main component parts of the starting unit can they ratchet it up on defense when they need to they did last season they did last season so maybe they can this season at times they did it last season thanks robert and i believe robert has one more yes it's your boy john i have an idea for your book Robert has me writing books, apparently. Um, Beyond the paper plate, Julius and me, hashtag 53 wins. That's funny. Um, Man, I'm I'm like, I'm totally fine with Julius. 
at this point. I feel like him, RJ, like there were a couple times where like, I think what did RJ start from three tonight? I think RJ, it looked, he bricked a, a few threes and, and they did not look particularly close. Um, finished three for eight to his credit, but he was bricking some threes. Um, and like in like a year or two ago, I probably would have gotten like, man, fucking hit open threes, man. You're in the corner, hit open threes. And I was just like, look, it's what he is. He's an inconsistent shooter. And I didn't get mad. I don't get mad about Randall. You know, these guys are who they are. Let's appreciate them for who they are. Thanks, Robert. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, here we go. Kevin Danishevsky. Hey, maybe Emmanuel quickly is important. I know, analytics stupid, upside down, happy face. I never really knew exactly what the ha- the upside down happy face is supposed to convey. I get the gist of it, but like if you ask me to define it, I don't know that I'd be able to give a good definition. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Cookie is important. Another one from Kevin Danishevsky. Maybe RJ and Randall together is a problem. Who could have thunk? Well, listen. We know those two have their limits. Um, they are not a match made in heaven. They do not amplify each other's games. We know this. This is not news. That said, they were both part of a starting lineup that um, outscored teams by a healthy margin last season. So we could sit here and we can have all the conversations we want about is it the best you know combination or this or that or the other thing it works well enough also kevin it's a preseason game come on it's a preseason game we're talking about randall and and, and rj talk your shit kevin that's right let's just go go right to the computer analytics not stupid there i i stand and Solidarity with my friend Kevin. I know you enjoyed that Max Scherzer start, by the way, Kevin. I know I did. Um, you want me to try to guess who are the teams or how many teams are remaining in base? Are there? Are we in? Are we to the the league championship series? We are. There's four teams left. Okay, here we go. The Phillies. Yes. Who employed Bryce Harper? Yes, they employed Bryce Harper. Look at there you. We go. Um, that was the easy one. I think I saw something about the Diamondbacks. Yes, they beat the Dodgers. Okay. And they look very overmatched against the Phillies. Okay. And that leaves two American League teams? Yes. You're doing so well. Um, the I'm going to look really stupid in a second. Want me to give you a hint? No, I don't want any hints. Okay. The Rays. No, they did lose to uh, one of the teams that's still in it. The um, is it a central team? No. Okay. The Blue Jays. No, they lost to. They lost in a wild card round. 
Oh, sorry. Name two two teams that at least d- advanced to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm gonna get. We'll, we'll get this. The Mariners. No, they didn't make the playoffs. Oh. So your first hint is both teams employ pitchers that the Mets had earlier this year. Not helping. Astros. Astros are one. They have Justin oh. Verlander. Okay. I was going to get the answers were my first guess. And I'm like, no, I, I think they start doing badly. Uh, I have no idea who the other team is. The Texas Rangers, the team that traded for Max Scherzer. Oh, so Scherzer wow. against Verlander. The other hit was going to be Texas. That's the two Texas teams playing against each other. I can feel people leaving the broadcast because we just spent five minutes on baseball. Um, this is how seriously you should take preseason, by the way. If we could drop the bit that you can break out into baseball and have a half serious conversation and you can like there are things to be concerned about, but like Jalen Brunson, I will quote his post game reaction to how do you feel? How would you sum up the preseason over? Who said that? Jalen Brunson tonight. Yes. That's great. That's good. That's probably the best. That is the best reaction. Exactly. Uh, A couple more. Okay. Russ Guberman. What's going on, Russ? Hey, John. Concerned about DiVincenzo? <laughs> has played a real game yet, and we're concerned about him. Okay, let's talk about why we're concerned. Uh, he makes a lot of bad decisions with the ball in his hands. He does. Uh, sign me up for 30 minutes of quickly a night. So, um, yeah, XJ's been on this point that, like, the notion that DiVincenzo was a quickly replacement is not... I, I never saw him as that. I don't think the Knicks see him as that. Um, he's a guy that can run a pick and roll. Obviously we've seen, we've seen him run pick and rolls and like he, he has spent time in his pro career being the de facto nominal, whatever you want to call it point guard. Um, but he takes risky passes. He makes risky passes. They they don't always land. Um, it's been something that has, has kind of plagued him throughout his career. It certainly played them last year in golden state. Um, I think Benji had a really good uh, tweet about this earlier today, cited his turnover percentage last year, which was, damn near at the bottom of the league. Um, my gut feeling is that he will not be making or attempting some of the passes that he may be attempted in the preseason. Once the real games begin in large part, because again, I don't think that this team barring injury and it, if there are injuries, then we can have maybe a different conversation. Barring injury, I do not think this team is going to play a relevant minute without either Jalen Brunson or Emmanuel quickly running the show. So I think for as nice as it is what DiVincenzo does, I don't think you're going to see many possessions, if any, initiated early in the clock by DiVincenzo. And it's going to be more, if anything, of like late clock situation. Maybe DiVincenzo has a matchup that he likes, pulls the center in for a high pick and roll, and you might see the occasional turnover. It's a concern. But he's a $12 million a year mid-level role player. And those sorts of role players are generally going to come with some sort of warts. It's up to the teams that employ those role players to minimize those warts and amplify their strengths. And the reason why DiVincenzo was such a nice get is because of the things that he does well, which are shoot, and he could defend pretty well. So you do take the bad with the good when the bad or when the good is is kind of as um, translatable and as valuable, I mean, to put a finer point on it, um, skill as, as, as what DiVincenzo brings. DiVincenzo is going to be fine. Um, he's going to be good. He's going to help this team. He's a good, he's a good player. I know it was a frustrating night, but whatever. 
Dom Cappuccini. Not going to lie. It puts a little damper on all 50 win predictions. Minus Robert. I feel pretty good about 45. Um, I'm sure a week of practice will do the team good. Yeah. Again, all of us could look very silly for being concerned in the slightest. If they come out and they play as they are capable of playing against Boston. That's the thing, right? For as much as we will all, um, not be thrilled about this and be worried about this and so on and so forth. I think the thing that I just said is ultimately the most important, which is if they come out and play as they are capable of playing, it is better to be in a situation like this where we have a team that we know is capable of playing far better than they did tonight in a game that again, I will remind everybody did not count than a team in which you have significant questions about whether they are capable of being a decent team. And God knows we've seen many of those. We don't have to ask those questions about this team because we know this team is capable of being very good. Um, they just need to do it. Um, you know, so I, my, my, my fears are more, again, that they're just not going to be able to pull it together on defense and like worst case scenario, if they drop into play-in territory, that would be incredibly disappointing. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be better than that. And um, I think they're going to figure out a way because that's what they seem to do under this coach. They seem to scrap and claw and, and, and find a way. Thanks, Tom. Dan Hidalgo. What's going on, Dan? With Tibbs read and react offense, is shot distribution up to the discretion of the players? What percentage of usage is determined by coaches versus players? Yeah, I mean, they run sets. They run sets. And then from there, it's on the players. Um, which is why Tibbs, I mean, you, you, you said it. it's not what to, you said it. it's read and react. So it's up to the players to make the right decision. It's up to the players to react to whatever the defense is doing. You know, we always hear talk, Tibbs talk about rim reads. That's it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's frighteningly simple. If, if, if you're coached by Tom Thibodeau, unless you're, you know, Mitchell Robinson or maybe Isaiah Hardenstein, although now it seems like Hardenstein has more of a green light. So unless you're Mitchell Robinson, if you are open behind the three-point line, you shoot the ball. If you are not open behind the three-point line, you either penetrate if there is penetration to be had, or you swing the ball around, or you do whatever you need to do to get at someone who can penetrate. And then that person, when they get into the teeth of the defense, reads the game at the rim, and then either makes the next kick out or takes a shot. That's it. I mean, it's, it's again, frighteningly simple, and it was good enough to produce the third-best offense in the league last year. Um, that's how I see it, at least. You know, Benji would be a better person to answer that question, but I think that's basically what it comes down to. But they do run sets. But the, again, the set is just the, the setup, you know, and it's up to the players to execute the set and then see where the set goes because you could run whatever you want. You don't know how the defense is going to react. So that's why you react to how the defense reacts. Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? I think it's the first time we've heard from you this uh, preseason. How are you? KFS, excited for the year. Preseason means very little. I agree. Knicks have been a top five team two of the last um, three years. Coming off a second round appearance. Now's the time to embrace optimism and excitement. I like this. I needed this. I think everybody needed a little bit of this. Um, I, I'm going to be... I, I'll put it this way. I have a slew of preseason... Uh, newsletter stuff that I've already written that I'll run on 
uh, Friday and Monday and, and Tuesday and Wednesday. It's going to be mostly positive, but also pretty realistic. I'm not going to change a word of any of that based on tonight. You know, that's me. So um, maybe he's kicking the ass they needed. Who knows? Thanks, Anthony. Uh, Don with another one. Shout out to GMAC on his commercial debut with DoorDash. Nice tattoo sleeves. LOL. Check out my gravel pit. Hashtag we back. Hashtag 46 wins. I don't know what this is about. So I'm assuming there's someone that looks like you. There's someone that looks like me. And just from Googling someone with arm sleeves or looking up on YouTube DoorDash commercials, the guy that plays, I believe his name is Fack on The Bear. I don't know if you watch that show, The Bear on FX. I'm with it, yeah. Okay. So I've watched it, a few episodes. It's Maddie Matthewson is his name. And this is him. I really hope I don't look like him. He's got a DoorDash commercials. He's got arm sleeves. Like, I really hope I don't. I love how you got this picture right up there. That's yes. really exceptional producing by you. So you don't look like that guy. Okay, good. I'm I'm hoping not. I I really hope I don't. <laughs> Who's the most? What's the most insulted you ever be? Uh, you've ever been uh, in terms of someone saying, "Hey, you remind me of this person." No one really. Oh, really. I gotta be honest. There's never really been like a doppelganger. People have pointed out that I look like, you know, okay. I'm one of a kind, Jonathan. I mean, you certainly are. Yes. There's also very direct things. Like I get SpongeBob all the time because of the gap in my teeth. Oh, I never watched. SpongeBob. I used to get, okay. Michael Strahan. I've gotten before. I know. Okay. Yes. I never noticed you had a gap between your teeth. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, on. this is fun. One more just came in. Oh, just okay, came here in. we go. Let's do it. Hold on. And I wonder if this is the actual Shams. <laughs> spicy Sham. It's a spicier version of Sham. Not impressed by Dante so far. Maybe that. Maybe he's going to be this year's Alfred Payton. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that we were wondering who's going to be the target. Someone year. every year, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably. Uh, not giving up on him. Yeah, well, that's good because he had to play. <laughs> that hasn't mattered. I'm glad you haven't given up on him, Spicy Sham. I love this wait, comment. This is how till, you wrap up the preseason. Wait till game three. Uh, or halftime of game two. How about that? Uh, but Grimes is looking like the guy. I'm impressed with KFS, though. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the summer content. Yeah, we try. We have fun during the summer. I, our, I think our goal during the summer is give people stuff that we would want to look yeah, that we'd lost to. I will say a pivot next year, potentially, and this is how we can actually wrap up the preseason. Um, we are most likely going to include some Liberty content next year. Shout out to the New York Liberty, who unfortunately went down in defeat to the Las Vegas Aces in game four of the WNBA finals. So the Vegas Aces are back to back champs. Uh, Brianna Stewart, league MVP, three of 17 in game four. So it's a that's uh imagine if we were doing Liberty Post game right now. Man, the you think Julius Randall has some questions to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there would be that kind of venom? Someone would come uh, out here, hashtag trade Stewie. Uh, I, hope I mean uh, I I have no idea. I don't I mean I I went to Funny enough, I went to the Liberty Aces game that was uh, one of the final games of the regular season mm-hmm. at the Barclays Center. Fantastic crowd. Amazing support for the team. 
really, truly incredible. So I, I my guess is that no, there's not a lot of vitriol tonight for Brianna Stewart. More heartbreak than vitriol. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure she's, you know, I'm sure she's heartbroken. No, no, no. I'm at like from the fan base. Oh, from the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, tough, tough ask to go into Vegas for Game Five and win that game anyway. But I'm sure they would have liked the chance. Um, went down like it was a one point loss where it went down to the wire. So I was I was watching it on my phone while we were getting started, and yeah, hard fought battle. Two best teams in the in the league. Clearly, I would like that if we did some of that kind of content. Well. And so this way, I'm not just throwing it out to the group chat. Hey, what do you want to draft today? And or that this week, we may include some Liberty coverage next summer. So um, I think that'd be good. But in the meantime, we have an 82 game schedule to look forward to with the Knicks. Yes, which hasn't started yet. That's <laughs> which is why I'm glad, Spicy Sham or Sham, that you, you have not up given up on Dante DiVincenzo. Please, let's wait until the season starts, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, don't forget, if you uh, dig uh, anything that we do, uh, help us out. Either subscribe to the YouTube channel, give the pod a five-star rating, write a review, whatever you could do. Tell your friends, tell your tell your family, tell your mailman. And uh, we will be back. What do we got uh, coming up? So Casual Friday will drop go. on Friday morning. I'm joining the Casuals. We're going to be speaking at drafts. We're going to be doing a points, rebounds, assists draft for the oh, entire season. There you go. So we'll each be drafting some teams that'll uh, we'll try to keep you updated on those stats throughout the season. An episode of KFS Study Hall um, with, I believe it's going to be Chris and Sean on Saturday. Uh, and then the Locked On Knicks, Knicks Film School crossover. Three bold predictions for the upcoming season. Part one and two on our feed. Part three and four on their feed will come on Monday. And then the return of the KFS pregame show, which will uh, drop on your feeds on Tuesday. And I'm going to speak it into existence. Somewhere in there, an emergency live stream for an Emmanuel quickly extension. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have I the artwork ready. I have the artwork ready, John. <laughs> When's the de- deadline? 5 p.m. on Monday, right? Monday, yeah. Okay, I gotta, gotta be ready for that one. It's gonna be the most inconvenient time for all of us. I have no doubt that it's gonna be an inconvenient time. Well, so just wrap, we're wrapping up so I can some can add a little bit, but. We're celebrating Pastor Claudio's birthday this weekend. My dad's oh. birthday is Wednesday, the home opener. So Happy obviously, birthday, Pastor Claudio. obviously I won't be going to it. The plan was to celebrate it Saturday. We're going to take him out to a steakhouse on Long Island. But if I could take people even more behind the scenes, um, Mrs. Claudio, my wife, has COVID. So we are currently not going anywhere. And as someone who just recovered, I'm... I'm kind of cool, but we don't know what Saturday will hold. So it may actually work out that we're here right now and able to jump on real quick for a live stream. But I'm sure the complications of two kids and the plans you got. Might... No, 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 no. Emmanuel quickly takes takes Emmanuel quickly. Okay. Sorry, Scarlett Ray. Anything you wanted to do? She, we have what, to... she did ask me to do something fun on Sunday. So we'll have to. I was speaking into existence. The Jets are on a bye. I have nothing to do Sunday. We that in the most appropriate time for you and Jeremy to jump on the Knicks will extend Emmanuel quickly on well, Sunday. Let me tell you, they better because um, they I need him. Uh, all right, thanks everybody for watching. We'll uh, catch you with some more fun stuff very soon. Peace out.